C3 Church, we're into second week of isolation. You got to know, I'm just not a good isolator. I miss seeing you face to face, but I'm so glad that we can gather in this way and uh, just chat and, and be together. Uh, good to see you online there and have your comments and things. And it's, it's just a wonderful way for us to be together. I want to go to the Word this morning, and I, I want us to uh, talk a little bit about our minds changing. You see, if, if our Christian faith doesn't hold up, doesn't, doesn't make a difference right now in what we're going through, in the, in the virus situation, in the financial situation, then it really isn't worth very much. And uh, yet when we get into these things, we start worrying and we start getting all carried away and, and, and letting our minds go down rabbit trails. I, I was in the, the uh, Passion Translation the other day and I, and I read this in Psalm 50, verse 15. Honor me by trusting in me in your day of trouble. Let me say that to you again. Honor me by trusting in me in your day of trouble. I, I want us to realize that even in this situation, even in this massive chaotic moment in our history, we can live blessed. We can live blessed. Let me, let me just say that what I mean by blessed is that we can live with the smile of God on our life. We can live with his help, his supernatural help in every area, at every turn, at every problem, at every moment that we don't know what to do. He's there and he will help us. I, I want to use a story again, and that shouldn't surprise you. I always use a story, but Joseph is the one that I want you to go to. Uh, Genesis chapter 37 through to 50. Uh, you've got lots of time. Great read. Um, but Joseph is a guy who comes from a dysfunctional family. I think we all come from dysfunctional families, but he comes from a really dysfunctional family. There's one dad and many moms and many sons and there's competition and there's all sorts of things. But at 17, a couple of things become very clear, very real. The first thing is, is that he's his dad's favorite. And that makes the rest of the boys very, very jealous. And uh, they're not happy with him. They, they actually hate him. And they can't say a nice thing to him or about him. The second thing that happens is that at that age, at 17, he discovers that he has a purpose in God. And the purpose he doesn't know fully, but it comes to him through some dreams that say, listen, God at some point is going to take you and put you in a place of leadership. And even your father, even your mother, even your brothers are going to come to you and look for help, look for, for your leadership. You've got to know that that just never happened in, in that culture. You're, if you were the firstborn, you were the, you were the main person going. But he was the, the youngest at the time. And, and he was, boy, he, he had this dream and he shared it with him. And first of all, his brothers, they just about lost their minds. They didn't know what to do with that. And, and his dad loved him, but still he struggled with this. And the, the brothers even interpreted the dream. You mean to say that you think you're going to lord over us? You're going to lead us? That's not going to happen. So you know the story. He goes from 
being favored at home to being sent out by his dad to find the rest of the boys. The boys decide they're going to kill him. Then they decide, well, no, we're not going to kill him. We don't want his blood on our hands. So we'll throw him in a, in a well and we'll just leave him there to die. And then it won't really be us who's shedding his blood. There's one brother who says, listen, we're, we're not going to kill him. Why don't you throw him there? And then I'll come back later. He's thinking, I'll come back later and I'll, I'll fish him out and I'll take him home to his dad. But while he's in the, in the pit, uh, there come some traders through the area and they sell their brother into slavery. You, you can't think that it gets worse than that. You, you can't think that, that it's going to go any, anywhere worse than that. But he goes uh, with the slave traders and he's sold in an open market in Egypt. And, and he's sold to a, a person of prominence. And the person in prominence takes him home. And, uh, and it's, he, he's just a slave there. But it says that the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph, and in everything that he did in Potiphar's house, it was blessed. God gave him favor. God blessed him, even in the midst of the most difficult of circumstances, being away from family, having been sold by family, um, and and now being a slave. And, And slowly, he saw himself rise above his circumstances. He he became responsible for everything in that household. He was given keys that no one else had. He was given signatures to to checking accounts and and savings accounts that nobody else had. Because he was trusted, he had the favor of God on him. You know the story. He's a tall, good-looking, cut young man, and and uh, the the man who owns the house, his wife thinks, you know, the, you're, you're pretty hot stuff. And, and he's going to, she's going to seduce him, but he refuses to do that. I can't do that. I, I, I belong to God. I'm going to behave like I belong to God. And, and I would not dishonor your husband that way. And so she turns the story around and, and, and tells a, a lie that Joseph has seduced her and that never happened. Nothing happened, but he's thrown into prison. You don't think it can get any worse than that. You you just don't think that it can get any worse than that. But again, that line is there in Genesis account that says, and the Lord was with Joseph and prospered him, blessed him in everything that he did. And uh, that showed itself again. He became no more than just a number in a prison. He became somebody that people trusted, somebody that carried weight and responsibility. And and soon he wasn't a prisoner. He was a supervisor who happened to be in prison. And, and, And God favored him and blessed him and gave him supernatural abilities. All all of this difficult stuff, God was working in him, refining him, preparing him. You see, God has three things tied up in blessing. And the first is he just loves us and wants to give us the best, the blessing. He, he, He wants to pour out his love and show us in so many ways. But he blesses us so that we can bless others as well and, and, and just be overflowing with what God is doing in our own life. And, and that was happening there. He, the, out of the overflow of what was happening in Joseph's life, 
There came blessing and order and, and, and the prison ran better than it had ever run before. But he's, he's looking forward to the promise being fulfilled of him being a leader. And he doesn't know how to make that happen. He can't make that happen. He's, he's got to wait on God. And uh, so then at, the, at a certain time, there are two people who are brought to the prison for they've been working in the king's house and, and, and they've been charged with crime and they've been put into prison. And both of the men have a dream. And Joseph has the supernatural ability to interpret and tell them what the dream is exactly, exactly. And so um, they're just standing there and, and Joseph gives them the interpretation of the dream. And, and, and one of the men, the dream was that he would be returned to his place of, of service to the king. And when he went back, please don't forget to tell the king that I'm here. But he goes back and, and he forgets about Joseph until one night when the king wakes up and he's had this dream and he doesn't know what to do with the dream. And he calls all of his, uh, his sages and magicians and everybody of, in his advisory corps and, and nobody can tell him what the dream means. And, and this man who's been in prison and now works for the king again comes back and says, to the, uh, to the king, I, I remember when I was in, in prison, there was this man named Joseph and I had a dream and he interpreted it and it came to pass just as he said. And, and there was another man who had a dream and it came to pass just as he said. And, and, and I think that if you reached out, if, if you brought him here, he'd be able to tell you what, what the, your dream meant. And, and so he was brought and he did define and, and, and tell the king exactly what the dream meant, that there would be years of, of prosperity and blessing, and they would be followed by years of, of, of real difficulty and famine and, and, and drought. And, and if we managed those first years well, that would get us through and it would build the country strong. And, and that's exactly what happened. And, and the king said, because you know who you are, because you know what you're doing, because God is with you, because the favor and the blessing of God are, are, are on your life. I want you to come and I want you to sit right beside me and I want you to be the second most powerful man in all of Egypt. So Joseph did go there and, and after a few years in his own homeland, there was this famine and, 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 and the family had nothing to put together to bring together. And so they went to Egypt looking for help. And that's where the brothers bow down in front of their brother. I, I tell you that story because it, it ties in with so much of what we are going through here. I, I want that story to change the way that we're thinking. I, I don't want us to think that we're in some terrible time. I want us to think that God is in this time with us and that God is going to give us answers and he's going to supply needs and he's going to, to, to help us and give us supernatural abilities. We are the church and, and, and the church was made for a day and a time like this. God has brought you, has brought me, has brought us a, as a congregation to the kingdom for such a time as this.
We, we don't need to be afraid and, and, and we have to stop complaining about, oh, I'm so bored and I, I don't know what we're going to do financially and I don't know what, where this is going to go and when are we, will the country look the same? Listen, God's in control. I, I, I want to remind you of that. Honor me by trusting in me in your day of trouble. That's what God is saying to you, saying to me, saying to us as a church, honor me in your day of trouble and I will answer you. I will help you. I will make it wonderful for you. So I, I, I want us to, I want us to stop looking at the trouble part and I want us to start looking for God. I want us to start listening for his voice. I want us to start looking for opportunities. I, I, I think there's opportunities everywhere. I, I was in the grocery store the other day and, and uh, Debbie had sent me and, and she had a list of things that she wanted me to get. And one of them was yeast. And I was in the cooking section and, and there was no flour, there was no sugar and there was no yeast. And I said to the little lady that was there, I said, she's just tiny and I just said, listen, am I looking in the wrong place? Where's the yeast? And she said, I'm sorry, there's no yeast left. And and it was almost as though she was expecting that I was going to give her bombastic answers or something. And, And I just smiled and I said, thank you so much for what you're doing. Thank you so much for for getting up every day and coming here and and risking the virus and everything. And thank you so much. And she just leaned against the shelving and she started to cry. And I knew that many people had been unkind to her. And that was our opportunity. That was our time to, to just be kind. Uh, And and I think God's going to open up many more doors. And I think we have to have this anticipation that this faith thing works and it works now and it works better now than ever before. And so, church, I'm just going to pray with you that that God would do something in our minds. Romans says that he's going to renew our minds and, and I want him to renew it so that there's no room for fear, but there's just this, this sense of God having brought us to this place for this time for a very important reason. I believe doors are going to open up. I believe that people are going to get saved. I believe that God's going to use you with gifts and, and words and kindness and that, that we're going to see a shift in our neighborhoods and in our streets and in our families. And so let me, let me pray with you. Father, I, I'm so grateful that you're doing such a neat thing. I'm so grateful that before this thing broke out in China and spread through Europe and came to this country, God, you knew what was going to happen. And you said, honor me in your day of trouble and I will work it out. Seek me first and all the things you need will be added on to you. And so I'm asking right now for my church that you would change our mindset, renew our minds, that you would, that you would bless us and, and give us grace for the things that we say, uh, that we would speak faith instead of fear, that we would, that we would stand tall in, in just saying, I'm here for a reason, I'm here for a purpose. God has brought me to a problem time so that I can be blessed and I can bless. God, I I am looking so forward to the time when we can all get together and we can tell story after story of doors that were opened, lives that were changed, people that were helped, and, and victories that were won 
in every one of our people in this church. God, thank you for blessing us. Thank you for being that kind of father that looks out for our good and help us to understand that you've brought us to the kingdom for such a time as this. And we will honor you in our time of trouble. Church, we look forward to getting together again. Keep your eye open on the, uh, the uh, Facebook page because there's going to be stuff that's going to happen. There, there's a song about the blessing. It's called The Blessing, and, and it's just an amazing thing, and, and uh, it's just been blessing my heart as I've been listening to it over and over again. And, and we're going to arrange for you to hear that in some way, but um, just, just keep your eyes open for the blessing of God. Love you all. Miss you all. Can't wait to see you. God bless you.